Welcome to Onan Brews Barbecue, where today we are serving up scud pie with a little, little, little touch of spatcha on the side. Wash it down with. I'm joined by a chef all the way from Coruscant, Chris. Thanks for joining us. Hello. And, and we and of Greetings course from Coruscant. Of course, we always have nerve herder Nick. Uh, of Coruscant. <laughs> At least I'm not scruffy looking. Uh, but yeah, it's, we, good, we, we, it's good to see you guys again. My name's Matt, um, and we are back to talk the Mandalorian season two, episode eight. It is the season final of the of season two. Uh, all three of us haven't really convened for a while, and I know Nick, you and I were on a podcast about it, but now maybe maybe we can get a word in edgewise. It's true. It's true. I, you know, I I thought the crossover was good, but we had a, a listener request an episode yes. for uh, the finale, and so you guys are getting a double serving of barbecue. <laughs> barbecue. And watch where you put that scud pie. You don't want any skanks in it. It's true. It's true. Wait, can I ask you guys? Is this a catchphrase that they're just trying to work? Like, like I feel like there are several catchphrases they were trying to work throughout the the show. Oh yeah, like Dank Ferrick and Dank Ferrick, Gank and the Scud Pie. Um, well, there's so many like just weird cuss words that they've tried to invent over the years of Star Wars. I mean, even like in Empire, you eat chuta, and you're like, did he just say each? Yeah, you know? okay. like, like you That's know, the like, only way that you take that, man. Yeah, and you're like <laughs> okay, uh, you know, Banta fodder. There's so many just you know, but uh, it works. I mean, Poodoo. that Pudu, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the one from Rebels. Uh, Chris, check in on Rebels. How are you doing on that? Show? No, I haven't moved an inch. Oh, I haven't moved an inch. Okay, fair uh, enough. Before we get into the episode, just since we're on Rebels, let's go ahead and talk about it. Have you guys been reading the, the gossips around the internet about yes. how there was originally, before this Ahsoka series, they were actually planning on doing either a live action or a continuation of the Rebels series but because Ahsoka now has got so much stuff behind it, they're going to blend the two. And so a lot of storylines that were intended for Rebels yes. 2 is going to be Ahsoka. Sign me up. There was, and I, I thought I'd seen like there were episodes that were written for Rebels that right. they're going to use in Ahsoka. So, um, and then uh, the other big rumor is, is that, um, you know, and we knew we knew this. If you were signed up for Ahsoka, you knew you had to get some Sabine. Oh yeah. But yeah. this this rumor has also been out there on the internets that uh, um, Sabine will be appearing, and and it's like duh, like okay, that's like telling me that Chewbacca is going to show up in Solo. I I kind of figured as much. Like you you see them at the end of Rebels. If this is a continuation of that storyline, then yeah, I'm all in. I think Chris will be all in once he finishes the series. I know, I know. I need to. <clears throat> There's specifically something that happens in season four uh, regarding the dark saber that has some fans confused regarding the end of this actual episode in the dark saber. So we can we can kind of jump. I mean, it's 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 minor, but you know, I think for the live action people, if they haven't watched any of the cartoons, they might just be like, okay. I mean, it made sense to me, and I think I talked about that on the crossover, like how how I, when I saw that, I was like, this is how I can see it going down, and it makes sense mm-hmm. from my point of view. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, well, the, the other rumor that uh, I read, which is a, is a rumor, it's not like 
anything more than that is that with the ending of Mandalorian season two, they're talking about how John Favreau and uh, Dave Filoni introduced Luke on purpose. It's almost like a potential soft reboot of the sequel series. And that now that Mm -hmm. you're introducing another Padawan into Luke's story, that Mm -hmm. if they want to, they can kind of go in a different direction. You know, if, if it, if, if these newer stuff that's closer to Jedi really starts taking off, yeah, you could, if you wanted to, I, I just don't, I mean, I understand having, a sequel series that's different than the what we got, but they're not going to redo the episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we got episodes seven, eight, and nine. Love, love them, hate them, like them, leave them alone. Like, that's what they are. What, what I will say, Nick, and what I, I mean, we've kind of suspected that with the name dropping of Thrawn. We got dark mm-hmm. troopers. Like, are we going to see some more elements of the Heir to the Empire trilogy? There's rumors of Mara Jade being cast. Right, right. So could they be could they be setting up basically like, yes, we're gonna get a sequel trilogy with but how are they gonna do a sequel trilogy without the main three? Like you you can't do CGI Mark Hamill the whole time because I don't know, Chris, what your take on this was, but some of the mouth movements didn't look so good. Oh yeah, it's CGI. <laughs> I mean it, maybe it's a maybe it's a placeholder for a potential future casting. You never know. Mm-hmm. I mean, the rumor mill of of Sebastian Stan. I was I was hoping I was going to see him mm-hmm. in the finale. I, I was like, is it going to be him? And who's going? What's going? How are they going to do this? Well, that's yeah. that scene, you know, because you just got I got excited the second you see the the X wing. It was like. <laughs> I actually, um, I actually thought it was going to be Sebastian Stan as soon as he pulled yeah. the hood back because, mm-hmm. like I had said that to Matt, and how you know a year ago they had already kind of been saying like, uh, I'm forgetting her name, the actress that plays. Uh, oh, now. oh yeah, um, Rosario Dawson. Yes, uh, thank you. Rosario, you know, there were there was all these things floating around the internet saying, oh, Rosario Dawson's really campaigning to be Ahsoka, the live action Ahsoka, and you know, it's almost a full year before we actually see it. And it was kind of a surprise, but it's like one of those, one of those things for the fanboys to kind of just have it percolating in their head. They're like, I don't know if I want a Zario Dawson. And then just slowly over time, they get used to the idea of it. And they're like, okay, I could see it. And then by the time it actually hits the screen, you're used to it. You know, you're like, oh, yeah. And I thought the same thing with all these Sebastian Stan rumors of like, okay, I see what they're doing here. They're doing that same formula of like, oh, Sebastian Stan might be a good Luke. Ah, we'll see. We don't know. We don't know. And then all of a sudden, when it's there, you're like, oh, yeah, well, they were, you know, that's cool, you know. But then the CGI Luke, I was like, oh, wow, like you know, it was a, it was another surprise. I didn't it look, it was awesome. I mean, it looked awesome. Yeah, it, it, the mouth movements, of course, it's it's CGI. You know, hey, I I can get past them. Trust me. Like yeah. I like I'm watching the whole thing. I was like, I don't care. I don't no, care. Like, it's I I would love just to spend like. 15 minutes in their like war room, like their strategy room at mm-hmm. Lucasfilm in Disney, just to see like what is their idea of like the timeline of, of all these releases because there's so much stuff now. And I don't know if you guys heard the news uh, came out a day or two ago that um, Ubisoft, or actually I should say EA, oh, yes. no longer has the um, two more exclusive rights for um luke uh for lucasfilms in star wars games yeah and 
now that's expired and now ubisoft is announced with you know with starwars.com they announced yesterday or the day before that they're developing an open world star wars game oh i saw i've been wanting that tons of people grand theft auto came out like that's all i ever wanted was an Mm -hmm. open world star wars yeah so like we're gonna get it and that's gonna be amazing and and i was thinking about this as i was listening to you guys talk about like you know testing the waters to see what's going on and blah 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 but at the end of the day like they have such a huge franchise now that they're this this game i can only imagine is going to tie in all of the current stuff unless i'm completely wrong and they're going back to like the old you know <laughs> Republic, who knows but like just, they, they could what if you could be a part of this like you if, could play in, as a character in, in part of all this, this this shit that's going on which is gonna be amazing what everybody gets excited everybody oh i can't wait i can't wait wait and then it comes out and it's just like, well, you're just stuck on Tatooine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Open>. <laughs> uh, you, you find a, you find like a secret X swing somewhere and like you're like, yes, yeah. I can get in the plane. And then like as soon as you get like somewhere you, you can't like there's like a fake yeah. glass wall on the planet. Yeah. You, you're just, like, you're around. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody wants to go to like other worlds at this point. Like like we keep going back to Tatooine. It's like show us something different. <laughs> you're like, nope, sorry, you're stuck on Sand World. Yeah, um, well, I, I mean, remember going back what 20 25 years ago now, 20 years ago, uh, with um, maybe not that long, 15 years ago, when they were when, maybe it was, I have no idea how long it was been since <laughs> Xbox, but um, oh. the Knights of the Old Republic video game on the original Xbox 2003 was like it was amazing, like that yeah. game was so badass. Um, is a good because it was almost like a of its time, like a, an open world game, it was like a sandbox game, but it was a really yeah. I mean, it's, big it's, sandbox. It's still a, a cool game. You can actually get both of them now on the iTunes store. Um, yeah, so, uh, Nice Little Republic and Nice World Republic too. Hmm. Yeah, nice. I don't uh, know how good it would be on the on the on the iPhone, but yeah, yeah. maybe but maybe I'll some of the know. graphics would look better shrunk down. True. I'll tell you that in, in in other video game news, just to kind of tied it in like. It's been a while since we've had, we've had good like Star Wars video game content, and this is yeah. the one that came out most recently, which is um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Oh yeah, I've got that just one, yeah. just got today its next generation update, which I'm excited to play. Sixty frames a second. <laughs> Anyways, um, but now we're starting to get some really good games, and like with this whole franchise just busting open right now with the on demand stuff, um, I cannot wait to see what this video game could deliver it could be the most amazing game ever oh fall in order no no ubisoft game i think, I mean, I think I, a lot I, of fans are excited about that too i yeah. i would part of me just because i'm you know a little kid at heart i, I kind of just want to see the old original 90s lucas games symbol come back <laughs> yeah but uh with the little guy and the little yellow you know, mm-hmm. over his head yep. Because I mean, EA. I mean, not saying they're a bad company, but they killed a lot of stuff, you know, and totally. just, they ruined a lot of really what could have been potentially really great games. And oh, there was there were there were a ton of tweets and and just a lot of people that were upset about. Uh, I think there was some footage that came out of that game thirteen thirteen uh, mm-hmm. level thirteen thirteen. Right. Uh, this was probably about a month ago, and just like the amount of people that were just like 
we could have had greatness. Like, like they were just so disappointed because you know you're 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 following kind of like a Mandalorian storyline of a of a bounty hunter kind of making his way through the underworld of Coruscant. You know, um, so. But um, yeah, um, I don't know. I'm, I I don't have any other game news. To, oh, I do. My son and I. Um, he you know he always comes up with like crazy star wars ideas he he came up with this idea of like you know they have all of these you know helmets that you can buy right you know like like authentic replica of like right. you know an x-wing pilot helmet or tie x-wing or not tie x-wing but tie fighter pilot what if in, in his ideas is make that a v- vr interface so mm. that you can actually wear the helmet you got the VR like like screen right there, and you know you play your X-wing game while wearing the the helmet. Um, and uh, I was like, yeah, that's a cool idea, buddy. You know, that'd be a lot of fun. So it'd be a high dollar, but yeah, you could you could do it. Oh yeah, he he's made a little PowerPoint presentation on all this <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Seriously, he's he's come up with a, a Nerf gun, which like. I don't know. Do you you remember that uh, that comic, Chris, where the uh, uh, Jocasta, uh, I think it's Jocasta, uses a lightsaber gun, like she puts a lightsaber into a gun. It's like an old rifle, and she shoots this powerful blast at Darth Vader because mm. Darth Vader's hunting her. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it is. It's it's cool. It's like an old style, like almost old Republic kind of looking, um, but it uses a, a lightsaber. So he's come up with a Nerf gun that uses a lightsaber as a, as a like you keep going with your star wars toys ideas buddy i'm i'm just here to cash in the checks when when i'm old and gray so um so we we derailed a little bit but but to bring it back i guess chris like we didn't hear your first reactions about this um you know episode i know nick and i we were kind of you know had our instant reactions because we recorded just you know a couple hours yeah. after it was released. Um, so I, I, I've watched it once and that was when the night it came out or the day it came out. And uh, I think my, my gut reaction was, wow, that was amazing. You know, it, it was, it was the, the, the coolest ending to the season. And then the more I thought about it, I definitely wanted more from the episode. Um, I thought the ending of it, you know, with the whole, reuniting of uh grogu or not reuniting uniting grogu and luke was incredible like i thought that 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 sequence was amazing like the 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 last five minutes of the show were awesome um leading up to it i don't know it's kind of it was good it was good oh okay i mean it it was it was slower i felt slower um I mean, it, I was shocked. This Bill Barr wasn't in the episode, you know. <laughs> I was I was shocked that like this this episode like started off very strong with um, the ratings on IMDb. Uh, I mean, for a while it was just killing it with a nine point nine rating, the highest wow. ever in the the series. Um, it has now dropped down to a nine point eight. I, I imagine <laughs> only because those trolls were not satisfied. Um, but still a strong showing for the show, you know, and, and I think as I was tracking this entire season, like it's had more standout episodes than, than season one. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, probably the budget. You know, there's a lot of things. You know, like you know, we we've talked about this many times. How like the first three episodes, of the first season, really good, mm-hmm. and then it kind of goes in individual episodes, which are not bad, but they're just kind of standalone. Like, what is this? It doesn't really take the story any any further. And then the last what two are really good of the first season, and then yeah. and this one though actually felt like a well written beginning to end story arc. You know. Uh, I mean, yeah, there was not every episode was great, you know, and it definitely had some filler from here and there, but it had some skinks and scud pies. It did, yeah. But uh, I'm trying to make this this uh, that really stick that phrase, that phrase stick, yeah. Well, thanks, Kara, dude. But, but overall, though, I, I mean, it, it was a it was a good it was a great episode. Uh, I'll, give, I'll give it a great episode, amazing episode, mm, no, not yet, but wow. Um, okay. I'll so what's your, what's your favorite episode, of the of uh, the star series? It's either gonna be the Ahsoka episode or the second Bill Burr sighting. Oh, okay. The one the, the penultimate of this season, the one yeah, second 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 last episode. It was and that then, was a uh, solid episode. I really enjoyed it a lot. I, I loved the the growth of that character and yeah. And and we didn't yeah. record about that episode. Episode. And I honestly, know. like it, it was, it was a surprise. Well, right? you and I did, but Chris wasn't here for that. I think the one of the reasons why I loved the, the second to last episode so much because I didn't expect it. You know what I mean? Like I didn't think that Bill Burr was going to deliver a like a an episode like that. Like it was didn't know he was capable of acting, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he did a phenomenal job, and I thought that that. There's that one scene that just reminded me of uh, Inglorious Bastards when they're yeah. in the cafeteria. Like, there was just such amazing elements to that episode. Um, but on to the to the finale, though, like the the sequence, the last like five minutes was just awesome. Just from you know seeing like the X wing fly by, you just get giddy, mm-hmm. and uh, you know Luke essentially doing the Vader walk right down the hallway, yeah. which is sick. Um, and just seeing how like the most feared character of the entire season two were these death troopers, right? That like everyone was just like, holy crap, it's, it's like they're like terminators. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, this Jedi busts into the onto the ship and just it's like a hot knife through butter, like no problem. Uh, and you just kind of get that enormity of that feeling of like who this guy is, you're like, holy, it's it's Luke. Like, and he pulls up, and there he is. Um, I thought the the dark saber thing was was awesome, and they they definitely wrote that part of the finale to extend the life of Bo Katan and 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 uh, oh, I, the Mando. The one like, thing, the one thing I couldn't get over over the episode, and and every time I rewatch it, I I I find it hilarious. Like every time I watch it, I just I'm watching Bo. And all of the we're on a first name basis. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm watching every time she's just like, "Okay, so here's the plan. When we get there, nobody touches Moff Gideon. Got it? Ignore her. Yeah. <laughs> you know." And this is like, and like the look on her face when he strolls in with Gideon and the saber. He's like, "Oh, look what I picked up," you know. And she's just like, "Are you kidding me?" It like. Like I felt like she was just like ready for you know like like her own like little soliloquy or monologue where yeah. she's just like you know this guy again you know but did you not listen did you not listen <laughs> <laughs> I feel though that it it ties them and and I I think that you know maybe Chris to your point like like the ending like so overshadows some of the things at the beginning that you know right. and I 
when I rewatched it, um, you know, some of the, the moments where they do go to Bo <laughs> and they're like, Hey, you know, he's like, I'll do anything. I just want the kid, you know, like he's, he's actually selling the idea of like, they got this light cruiser, you know, like I'll, I'll help you out, you know, like, and yeah, the, it, it, it was definitely like, a. He he gives he gives her his his word as bond, which we already saw that with Boba to him. So it really ties them together moving forward into season three and this idea because yeah. Boba's just like, why would you want to go there? That's that's class, man. Like, right. so yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think it was it was there's two finales here. I, I think I think we saw the finale of of Grogu. We're not going to see him again. Like what? That, he, I don't think he's gonna be really. Him. Can I can I bet with you on that one? Let's just kill the cash cow here. No, I mean, but think about it. Like in in they had to anchor it to to see what's the continuation of the Mandalorian. I I I think that. I mean, I think I think you're right. I I think in some aspect, in that this third season might not have him at all. uh, Yeah, because it. I think they will make it more about Bo Katan and the Mandalorian. Like, who's going to be the leader? How they're going to resolve the whole dark saber thing? I, but I, that, that's going to be a real big stretch, though, too, because, like I said, like it is to a lot of people the Baby Yoda show. So, oh, there's lots of kids that watch it. I, I have a I have a niece who's probably like four, and the only reason she watches this with her, you know, uh, parents is because she's waiting for Grogu to show up. You know, right. like all of this other, all of these other characters don't matter. But to that four year old, you know, she's got her Yoda Squishmallow. And or baby Yoda Squishmallow, and she's watching for when Grogu shows up. Um, so, Chris, one of the things that I kind of floated on on the, the we'll say the part one of this this discussion about the the fi- final um, is that maybe in season three we might see some. I, I refer to it as like an ET moment, you know, where like you know when ET's being affected by something, and then Elliot's like also being affected by it, like they're symbiotic in a way. Um, maybe, just maybe, you know, or, uh, you know, Grogu, we see Grogu meditating, you know, and he's being all peaceful. And then like, you know, Din is in some kind of dire danger, you know, and then all of a sudden, like he's got a vision. Attachment though. though. It is attachment, but you see that at the end where like Luke is like, he's waiting for your permission to, to, to leave. And, um, in, on, upon rewatch, and, and uh, I just, my kids and I, we just watched Phantom Menace the other day, so this was already stuck in my head. Um, Din says to him basically what um, Anakin's mom says, you know, like, I'll see you again. Or maybe it's what Anakin says to his mom, but he's like, I'll, I'll see you again, I promise. It's almost like word for word. Um, it has that same kind of like, and, and here's a Jedi who, who had a real mother attachment issue, you know? So, Oh, that was, sorry. Just cause it reminded me of it. Like that whole rumor about, uh, actually I did. Did I say that? No, I didn't say that. So the other rumor, which could be true, could not be true is the first episode kind of description of the first scene of the Ahsoka show is going to be, uh, the, the right there in that same episode, but you're seeing it from Ahsoka's point of view instead of the Mandalorian's point of view. So after they first meet, you see Force Ghost uh, Anakin 
appear with Hayden. Mm. And oh. basically she's like, you know, he's like, you know, and basically Hayden says something like, you know, you've grown up so much young one, you know? And she's like, you know, master Skywalker. And she's like, you know, yeah, I'm, they want me to train this one. And he's like, no, his path lies with another Jedi. And then she's like, your son. And he's like, yes. You know? And like, hmm. you're getting this whole, like, I would be cool connection, you know? And then you see, you know, and then he tells her like, send him to this temple, you know, and he's telling her like what to do with Grogu. And that's why in the next scene that we saw in the Mandalorian, it would make sense for her to know all this stuff, you know, hmm. just from a different, po- you know, different point of view. That'd be sick. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like I said, this could all be rumors. It could just be, you know, fan ideas, but I liked it. I was like, oh, that's a pretty interesting thought. Yeah. Um, we're, um, I mean, we haven't, you know, wait, a, hold on. Yeah. What, what if, let's say, let's play a what if game. So okay. Not, no, not no, no, really fun. What if, uh, the Ahsoka series leads into or incorporates Sebastian Stan? You really want to bring Sebastian Stan? You know, th- think about it. What, what what if the Mandalorian just tossed the football? Right, like let's oh. say like Grogu is now done with Mando on his show, and oh okay, he goes into Ahsoka's show. Mm. And if that's the case, would Ahsoka be associated with Luke? I mean, um, I, I think they're going to keep Luke to the minimum as possible. Uh, I think that was the one disappointing. I know that there were a lot of people that cried when they saw Luke. Um, I was like, yeah, I mean, I was like, oh, this is Luke. This is awesome. But I was there was that part of me that was like a little like, oh, man, it's not Sebastian Stan, because if it was, I'd know right. we're going to get more. And I and I was kind of more like, well, this was kind of a one and done. Like, like how often are they gonna bring him in? Like it's kind of like, you know, oh, special guest appearance, Luke. Great. You know, like I wanted to know like that he would and I, I guess my, I've been in the camp of like you you have to recast the classic characters for this time period. There's a lot of people that still think that. And there was a ton of people reacting after this episode that they were like, Grogu's going to be at the temple and get killed by Kylo Ren. It's like, okay, there's still like 25 yeah. years before all yeah. of that stuff yeah. happens. Yeah. Like, and, 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 and for the record, for the record, I, I'm, I'm re- rewinding a few episodes back. And I, I acknowledge the fact that I said, hell no, you can't recast Luke Skywalker. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I'll tell you that after careful consideration... <laughs> I take that back. I, I think that Sebastian Stan would be amazing as Luke Skywalker. I don't know. I'd seen. I'd have seen try to be the character though. But uh, yeah, he probably would be pretty good. Yeah. I, I guess. I guess that's just my only thing is I just want one. And and you're right, Chris. You and I were were talking about that, and you you came on like you cannot. And then I was like, but but what about? <laughs> so, um, and I have been know. swayed. <laughs> And and it's one of the things that I think Nick, you and I have kind of discussed uh, is just that I the fact that the animation, you know, I mean, as much as there's people that won't watch the animated shows, mm-hmm. the animation really opens space up because you don't have to do as much special effects, but you can have as many ships as you want, you can have as many people as you want, you can animate Luke however you want, and oh by the way, Mark Hamill's still alive, so you could yeah. still do his voice. So. I mean, that is that is my only like thing that like the animation really could could have opened it in 
hey, I'm I'm excited about. Well, I mean, you gotta about. be real for a second though. What what drives these productions to be made? Toys. Toys. Uh, how, many, how many Clone Wars? How many Clone Wars or Rebels toys are there? I mean, Rebels. But yeah, they, they I mean, saw they... their golden goose, so they're golden with the golden egg. They saw how Grogu is literally the the, the hottest item and, everywhere, and that's why he has to appear in season three. Yeah, even oh, yeah. even if it's just like a like, oh, guess what he's doing? He's eating butterflies. But, you know, I think it's it's kind of like like Matt and I have talked though, like you know, like, <laughs> like the cartoons. But people don't take cartoons seriously, you know. But right. now because of Mandalorian, there are so many people now that are watching the Clone Wars and Rebels just because of that series. And now they're thinking of this stuff as canon, though. But, you know, I mean, like, even when, like, the Star Wars Resistance cartoon came out, I have zero interest in watching it. You know, and that, from what I've heard of it, I was a good call for me not to watch it. But it's just because, like, they're, they are. They're a little lesser tier than an actual show. Yeah. But, I mean, but Rebels and the Clone Wars was written so well. I mean, not all of it, but a lot of it was. We were like, wow, this is really good TV. So... Uh, and then, like, yeah, like they're, I mean, they made the ghost in Lego. They made, uh, there's actually a lot of Clone Wars and Rebels Legos. Oh, like yeah. So. I wish I, I wish I would have picked up the, the ghost in Lego form when, when it was available. So yeah, I know that they, they had pushed a lot of the Rebels toys while, uh, the, the sequel trilogy was happening. Cause that was, that was kind of like their one TV show that they had was, was Rebels as they launched the Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. They, they were, and Rogue. Rogue One because you you see some of those those you know characters kind of appear but um back to, back to this Mando episode though yeah, um I, <laughs> I, I I have to like and and I mainly try I tried to write down like highlights here of like some some of the things that I loved about it um one of them and I'd be remiss without mentioning it again even if we mentioned it on the last episode. Starbuck crashing into the landing bay. Oh yeah, like totally. The launch, the launch. <laughs> I mean, not only was it her crashing, but the launching of the Tie Fighters too. It was straight up Battlestar Galactica. I, mean, I, I remember something there because they even used a, a couple of words that were the same mm-hmm. thing as Battlestar Galactica. It's like, wait a minute, okay, so you got these things in, and it's like launching with the tube. It's just, and they throw it yeah. and it just like launches them out there in space. Like that's totally Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, and they rammed it right up in the. It just was. It was perfect. I loved in the, it in the skank. Yeah. And in that same scene, when she's coming in and she's she's landing that Lambda cruiser in the launch tube, you hear a yeah. trooper say, "Look out! Look out!" It's the same. Yeah, as in uh, the trench run. Yeah, it's this, I think it's probably the exact same audio. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, if it's not the same exact audio, they did a really good job of making it sound like that, that it's that same look out. I mean, I, you hear it and you're like, Whoa, I know that. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, I and the first time I watched it, I heard it, mm-hmm. and that my mental image immediately was the TIE fighter smashing into Darth Vader's TIE fighter. And I was like, Oh, and then you, then you then of course my mind starts racing other words. I'm like, I need to watch the show, you know. But. <laughs> Uh, the other cool thing that I that I really liked, and just from from a like a story point of view, but also kind of from a cool sci-fi kind of point of view, is that walkway over space. You know, they had that one little oh right right that one little kind of like bay, I guess, where like ships could come in or park or you know, I assume that 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 long you know 
what a walkway or whatever the you know was retractable but um but i liked seeing that and then i liked also all of the action that that took place with the you know thing above the space and then you get to see it happen where the you know the uh, dark troopers come back and they they mm-hmm. arrive through that same very point and um there's only 20 dark troopers uh minus the one that din kills that's makes 19 it really does seem like Luke kills fifty. <laughs> um, it really was like it was just it was like a hack and slash movie for a good thirty seconds. Yeah, it was like, did I kill nineteen dark troopers or did I kill fifty? I don't know. You know, part, part of me though, the the just the demented part of my brain though, uh, it's like, oh, now I understand why they introduced dark troopers because a Luke Skywalker come in slashing a bunch of Imperial officers with a lightsaber. It's a bit morbid. <laughs> you know, so I was like, it's okay to just kill a bunch of droids because ah, they're just droids. But can you see Luke in the same sequence, just going like Imperial officers or like their stormtroopers, and he's just like, like, oh yeah. god, <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> you know, like, no, it's 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 very true. It's the same thing we talked about the penultimate episode, the the right. little bar two episode, is you get these aliens that um, are rebels. Um, the other really annoying thing is when we have to throw in a commercial break. It's just one of those things. Um, so after that commercial break, um, <laughs> there there's a few trivia things that I had, I had, I had looked up um, just at kind of ad hoc here, uh, you know, on IMDb or what have you. But uh, this episode aired the day after Jeremy Bullock died. So that's kind of, and interesting to note that at the end, of course, we get the announcement about the book of Boba Fett. Chris, since we didn't talk to you at that point, were you just as confused where you're like, wait, is season three going to be the book of Boba Fett or is this going to be its own show? I I immediately Googled it and I was like, what the is going on? Um, And I got the quick answer. Obviously, you do a quick search. it's It's its own standalone show. Um, but yeah, wasn't expecting it. Another surprise, right? So that that was, it was really cool to see. And it was, it, I wasn't sure what we're going to see walking down the stairs. I wasn't sure if it was going to be Lando or if, who was going to be, you know, of uh, Boba Fett's palace, like kind of like an homage. Uh, but having uh, Boba Fett walk in and <laughs> and of all people, Take out Bib Fortuna. Never thought we were going to see Bib Fortuna again. Uh, but I want, to know, I want to know what he's been eating in five years. <laughs> yeah. uh, lots of tuna. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but it, like, it was, it was like kind of a cool. Boba. It was definitely a cool shot, though. I've seen like you know uh, um, Boba and um, oh oh um, um, Fennec. Fennec. Yeah. yeah. Um, She she basically, and I thought this was kind of funny too, in this very same episode, she comes in, she wipes out everybody, but she saves the boss for Boba. Like, like she knows, you know, she listens, listens, you know, like, I mean, unlike Mando, like, right. She listens. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But it it was, it was a cool final shot of that little, you know, Easter egg teaser post credit scene of, of uh, Boba sitting in uh, cool, cool addition to the throne. Chair. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you say yeah. like the, the yeah. fact that he made the chair on the chair. and yeah. he had the staff from the, uh, from the actual action, the action figure, figure the yeah. action figure staff, which was cool. Um, I, you know, I wonder, you know, 
I think all rumors point to the fact that the book of Boba Fett will continue on. It'll be moving forward from this point. I'm hoping though, that we're still going to get some, some explanation of a, how do you get out of the Sarlacc pit? So please give us a flashback. And I know Nick, you and I have discussed it. We, we want, we want at least some kind of like young Boba or Boba Fett, like in his prime, like cutting down like bounties, you know, like, um, if, if, if the Mandalorian, if you want Boba minus the burritos, <laughs> yeah. if you got to recast him, I mean, you bring Tamoma Morrison in for all of the other moments, but, um, yeah, I, I, I just, and I don't mind, you know, the size of, of that he is, the actor is now and, and what have you. It's, um, I'm all cool with that. But, uh, I think if, if anything that the Mandalorian should have taught Lucasfilm is that, Everybody went crazy over Luke in his prime. That's all we wanted. We want all of these action heroes, or not action heroes, but, well, I mean, that's what they are to us, um, in their prime. Yeah. Well, that's, that's you know, because we talked about that on the, uh, Vader in his the crossover. Prime. Yeah, exactly. We want to see Vader in his prime, yeah. Because by the time we get to him, it, the original trilogy, because of just technological limitations, and it's, you know, because it is, it's very much a coming-of-age story for Luke in that, we just see him not even really fully be a Jedi, you know, and like, and it's like, well, I want to see Luke as a Jedi, a true Jedi. And then same as like Vader is at the end of his life. And the entire time, he's not really trying to kill Luke. You know, he's just toying with him. So we never see it until Rogue One, him full go Vader. And you're like, yes. You know? mm. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's why those things made us all happy. And, it, and look, we've talked about, and also in the, the crossover episode is that, both the Vader scene from Rogue One and the Luke one from this episode, it's basically a mirror uh, scene in that, you know, it's just the opposites yep. of one is coming out of fear and the other one's coming out of hope, you know, which is really yeah. a cool way to do it. One thing is, is now that they have this light freighter, though, they're never going to get those dents out of that door. That door is never, never, never. Right way again. It's just like, it can only open so far. <laughs> Got to uh, give a hat tip though, you know, Favreau and uh, Filoni, man, they're well, they're they're the new guardians of the galaxy, if you will. Yeah, that's my favorite meme I've seen so far is of JJ uh, Abrams saying like, you can't, you know, appeal to new fans as well as old school fans. It's just not possible. Then you have John Favreau going, hold my beer, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good hold. Yeah, man, he crushed it. They they did a phenomenal phenomenal job and. Uh, who knows? I, I I like to see if Favreau gets signed on to any of these other shows. Or... No, he is. Yeah. So so, so the, the, the other I was going to say the other the other rumor though is a, a Favreau favorite. We'll just say, uh, oh. you know, I mean, you you heard about possibly Robert Downey Jr. Oh no, he... I don't want him as Thrawn if that's what they're thinking. There's no think way. There's no way he, he can't can do that. he can't do that character. No. no. But but. He could do other characters like I don't know. Uh, but what I mean, the thing is that Robert Downey Jr.'s price tag is so big. Yeah. I mean, would he do it? You know? Is he just coming in for a cameo? There was a lot of rumors floating around because he was seen somewhere near Lucasfilm or like. What were you gonna say? He could be what character? Yeah, sorry, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I don't know who he could be. I was thinking he, that he could even be somebody that we haven't suspected yet. You know, there's been all of these rumors about Mara Jade. You've got Thrawn. The one other character that comes out of the Thrawn trilogy and doesn't get a lot of cred is Saboth, which is the Jedi Master clone that goes crazy. Um, but a cool 
a cool concept because you could you don't have to keep to legends you could change that character into Sifo-Dyas and you could have a clone of Sifo-Dyas or somebody like that that like reappears later on as an evil Jedi you need you need an evil Jedi that 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 this group or Ahsoka or somebody else but Sifo-Dyas isn't really an evil Jedi though he was involved with the clones yeah, right. but like, well, well Sifo Sifo Dyas Sifo Dyas was Dyas involved with Sifo Order Fifty Six. No, uh, Sifo Dyas is Count Dooku's best friend. Right. Uh, when they're both in the academy together, but the thing is, is that his master, when he's getting his training, saw that he had this foresight to actually feel and see the future within the Force better than most Jedi users. But eventually, as he gets older and he taps more into it, it drives him mad. Oh. Okay. And so that's why, like, when you is see that, it, is that in the because I haven't finished that book yet. I've been actually listening to uh, the um, the Dooku uh, yeah. Lost Jedi. Yes, it is. I mean, it's, okay. in some, it's also I think there's other elements too. Because he, he was in what like two episodes of the Clone Wars or Rebels, you know, or something like that. Sacrodius was. Hmm. So, but yeah, I I'm not saying that it could be Sacrodius, but I'm just saying like Sabath is like uh, you know another person that comes out of the Thrawn trilogy is basically has gone evil because he's a clone of a Jedi and we've never seen that. And that would be an, a cool concept to, to bring in, even if they don't do Sabath or clone of Luke, you know, Luke um, as it's spelled out in the Thrawn trilogy. But, you know, I, I'm just saying like, you know, maybe, you know, I mean, you know, he, I don't know. I mean, you know, they're they're pulling in things from legends and changing it, you know, right. and making it their own, which I'm cool with. Absolutely. You know? I, I don't I don't need a retelling of of Heir to the Empire. I already I already like can read that book. But know that like like we already talked about it. The reason we all devoured those books is we wanted to read about Luke in his prime. You know? Um so um, one thing I wanted to, to talk to Chris about, or I mean, Nick, you, you're included. I just, <laughs> like, yeah. we, we, we discussed it, you know, somewhat before, but, um, do you think that Moff Gideon has some force sensitivity or some force power in that last episode? No. Okay. I, I I'm, I'm on the side of no, but here's, here's my only thought is was he dipping into the midichlorian blood juice is he is he injecting some of those midichlorians is there some kind of he he does there's a few things he says assume i know everything in re, in regards to like the fact that uh he already knows that he's launched all of his wrist rockets um when he's facing off against him in the in the, in the brig he also sees the bond between Mandalorian and Yoda, uh, baby, um, Grogu. Sorry, um, he, he says, "Oh, I see your bond with him. It's strong." How can he read Mando's face? It's in a helmet, and the only other thing that he can do is is read Grogu's expression. When they fight, he disarms him, and immediately, like it's not just like a pause. He says, he he kind of laughs and smirks, and he says, "You're going to spare my life." Like, and he's kind of almost amused by it. Like he, he's like, oh, well, let's see where this goes. Then the the last one I'll just point out is that Luke arrives in the X-Wing, right? And everybody's like, who's this? And we still don't know who it is yet. 
But as Luke is coming and just slicing and chopping, chopping bread, right? Two, two individuals in that room, per, you know, like respond. Grogu perks up. He's like, what? And, <laughs> and Moff Gideon's like, what? He almost like senses or like is like knows like something's wrong. How would he know that? He can't see the screens at this point. Like, um, you know, like. I mean, John did say a Jedi, but that's true. That's true. But it, it's just the his expression and and how it all plays out. Like, so, all right, one one bit of the story that might debunk your idea. Um, I, I'm just floating it. I'm not a proponent. So, it's it's there's who, some who's, who's who's the baddest ass of the, of the Jedi's at this point in time. Well, well, there's only like one or two. So. Well, Luke, right? Luke, yeah. right, yeah. exactly. So Luke sharing the bridge of a ship with another Force-sensitive person who happens to be an Imperial. He's not going to do anything about it. What if he's injecting it, though? Yeah. Like, it's not a full, like, he's not, like, full-on Jedi because he's not well, producing the midichlorians, but he's, like, somehow utilizing them to, like give him this extra power, like a, like a boost or something. I mean, I think your points are really valid, Matt. And I see <laughs> where you can put those dots together, you know, but I'm also reminded of the cloner scientist saying every test subject has died mm. doing this. Mm-hmm. So the only way you could make that work is, is if Moff Gideon purposely was killing all these people himself in order to get more of this power for himself. Uh, and then, as we all know, you can't just, aside from Ray, you can't just just pick up how to use the Force. You know, you have to have training. You could have as many, you could have, have a high M count, but you have to have training to be able to wield it. So it's, uh, so I don't I, know. I mean, it, I mean, it's, it's, food, it's food for thought. We have a, a year to start. I mean, I'm, in I'm defense of your idea, in defense of your idea, Moff Gideon's. He had a boner for the dark saber. Maybe it was the only way he can get himself a lightsaber, and he wanted to have a lightsaber to be part of his. Yeah, and he, had, he had the cool cape. He had the cool armor. He had, <laughs> he had the cool cape, cool armor. He was a Darth Vader wannabe. I mean, it was, it was wannabe. Probably he was probably like, you know? Yeah, he was like, I'm just gonna dip into the blood a little bit, man. I gotta have some of that midichlorian, you know? Like, yeah. Anyway, in the lab on a lower lower deck, he's actually making meth. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Got some good chicken down there, man. Yeah, oh, man. This is a, this is the blue midichlorian count. Um, let's see. The um, I'm, I'm trying to look through my notes here of like things that I wrote down um, that I wanted to mention. Um, well, the, yo, go ahead. Well, I was, was going to point out, like, since, since we're just kind of talking about where, like, I wanted to throw like a so. In the very first beginning of the, the thing, I thought uh, when this, when Slave One's chasing down the Imperial shuttle, little things, little nitpicks that I didn't get to say during the crossover episode. Uh, so I thought it was a really cool shot with Slave One coming up in front of the uh, the front of the Imperial shuttle. But then my brain immediately was like, "How are you going to dock with that thing?" You know, because they don't most people don't show that. It's like you got three freaking wings on each side, and you got this big slave one. Like, there's no way that you can you know, dock with that shuttle anywhere. Hmm. That's just me being me. <laughs> never, never thought about that. Um, maybe they had a lot of time too between docking. You know, it's yeah. just like that annoying thing where the the guys are just like. Real quick, yeah. Um, 
And this has been driving me a little bit nuts. Um, didn't Slave One get blown up in Clone Wars? That was because uh, it was being flown by. Um, that was Slave Asajj. Zero. Slave Zero, because I think I think Asajj Ventress was was flying around that thing. Maybe the beginning of Clone Wars. You know, you have watched Clone Wars more recently than we have, and the weird thing about Clone Wars is it's like the Bible. You're like. Remember that story from the Bible? And you're like, which one? Oh, yeah, there's a lot of stories in there, man. There's a lot of stories. Um, uh, now, I, I don't remember it blowing up, but it does seem like it. Like we're on a different version or something. Like if there's a couple of different versions yeah. of it. Yep. Now, I never, I didn't notice this, and I and I still was trying to figure this out where where my my brother uh, found this out, but. Um, and he, he's he's a huge Boba Fett fan, so I don't doubt that, that he hasn't scoured the internet finding this information out. But he said that there's a helmet change, like a paint color change on Boba Fett's helmet. Now I didn't notice it, um, but there is a there's a section on the helmet that was gold uh, or yellow, I think, and it went to red. Hmm. And he said that this was the gold was supposed to represent vengeance, and the red is supposed to represent honor on the family or honor of family or something like that. I I have no idea. I could not find a source on this, but I know he's on the YouTube, so he might be like following down like this dark path of like faux Jedi news. <laughs> um, but uh, I found I was like, okay, that sounds cool. Um, he also was not happy that Boba Fett got taken down um, by Sasha Banks. With I him. was not either. Yeah. Yeah, you weren't a fan of that. You were like, no. Well, right. you see, you see, like it's is. I guess they just wanted to give like more of an equal fight kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it is kind of weird that all of a sudden, you know, he he tosses her like a rag doll. He shoots the the you know the cable at her. Yeah, and she's she, holding. She, she totally has the badass arm thing going. Right. But then the fact that she can pull him towards her like this 200 plus pound man that's eating too many burritos according to Chris, uh, <laughs> yeah, that she just kind of like makes light of him. I was like, eh, I don't really believe that. But. She had micro jets, little nano jets in her arm. In her arm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was still a cool fight sequence. She did the whole parkour thing around the, the so column and the, the flying kick apparently that she uses on Boba and she uses it later on a stormtrooper later. That is her move. It's called the tornado DDT. So, so she's predictable. Okay. Well, um, no, this is just Sasha Banks says the, the, the wrestler, the fighter. Oh, okay. Like she's like, that's her, that's one of her signature moves apparently. So. <laughs> um, All right. So if confession uh, for the last, I wasn't listening to anything you guys just said. I had to Google <laughs> my, 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 my thing. We're going to have to start he, he was so obsessed with trying to find out about slave everything written <laughs> yeah. down. So it was the episode. You know, we'll have to look into it after the show. Often look back at the show episode, but <clears throat> it was the episode Bounty, mm-hmm. uh, and it was the one with um, Dengar and Bosk, I believe, mm-hmm. with, when they were with Asajj Ventress. I remember their ship blowing up. And I'm almost positive it would look. It was a ship that was similar to Slave One, if not Slave One. Well, um, so you can't confirm if it was or was not. Well, and now I have to pull it up. And 
episode <laughs> in the corner while I'm talking to you guys and watching. Yeah, people listening over here, you're just teasing them. Like, we, we want facts, man. Yeah, you said you brought up Bounty. Get the quicker picker-upper. Yeah. You know? Ayo. Ayo. Um, uh, let's see. There was one other thing I wanted to mention while, while Chris looks that up, um, which is the menu at this restaurant that they're eating at, you know, this diner. Um, by the way, if anybody wants to know what Indiana looks like, that planet that they're on, you know, just like some factory stacks in the background and flat land with nothing on it. Um, my kids pointed that out. They were like, hey, it's home. It's home. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's really depressing that you think of the factory smokestacks. Um, but uh, anyway, the menu in the back, all in Arabesh, uh, some, some fortunate person decided to like translate all of it. Let's see what they have to eat there. I mean, we are Owen and Brews. There's another place in the galaxy that serves food. Let's see what they serve. Uh, this is a list. Arisa, Kushnip. Um, Chris, you might be familiar with Kushnip. Um, Frawl. <laughs> Haron, Haron bread? Haron? I don't know. Haron bread? Wow. Haron bread? Uh, Jordan. Lambda, which I assume is like a lamb, they actually have scud pie on that menu. Oh, okay. I kid you not, scud pie is on there. Polystarch, which I, it's mini starchies, I guess. It's like potatoes, mac and cheese all together. Polystarch. They've gotten a little bit more creative with these names. But. I, I'm telling you, this. I didn't write these down. Topato, which is, sounds like a taco, taco tomato. Uh, they had a Melu run on there. Um, nice, nice callback to the uh, Rebels fruit there. City gourd, roasted CD. So multiple CDs here. I know you can't believe that there's this many. Gala stew, Kadu ribs, roasted nana, shack kebab, which shacks are the type of beasts that you see in Attack of the Clones that uh, Anakin tries to impress Padme by riding oh, on. The cows. Yeah, the cows. So, so apparently there's a type of kebab. Um, Andorian tip-yip. So yeah, from Endor, tip-yip. Tip-yip is a delicacy that has been mentioned on the new Lego uh, holiday special. Um, Yo Yoba shrimp. Okay. Veg meat. No, yeah. Okay. They don't have any calamari. It just says veg meat. No, they no no calamari. It's spelled V E G E M I T. V E G M E A T. Veg meat. Oh, all right. And lastly, this is the most creative one out of them all. Space waddles. Nice. <laughs> like what? That's for the kids. That's at the very end. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want tip yet, mom. Okay, we'll just get you some space waddles. <laughs> So, what's the special? Polystarch. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Well, anyway. Hello, uh, right I oh, no. Not again. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, well, one of the jokes I had written down for my original notes was what if when Luke came in, there's two jokes. So, one of the meme I sent you guys, you know, if like when Luke comes in the door, what if you would have said, yeah. like, I'm looking for somebody. And then Baby Yoda spoke his first words. He's like, looking, found someone I see you have. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And then. Uh, I like the other one where he's looking at the Baby Yoda. And he says, Yoda had kids? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the thing. Like, what if he sends you something? Yoda, oh, you look at the know. Baby Yoda. Like, you know, like, <laughs> I, I so want that. Like, 
just give the fans that moment. Like <laughs> of all the characters, Ahsoka or Luke, you know, even C-3PO, like C-3PO would be like, that looks well, C-3PO didn't, doesn't remember Yoda. Never mind. Um, yeah, no, all of the memes memes are great. I loved the one of like, have you seen this man? I gave him my child and I didn't ask for his name. Right. And it was just a, a picture of, of Luke. Of Luke yeah. <laughs> and then the other one are like just mass text messages to Luke, like, hey, like, yeah, don't don't do barrel rolls while he's eating cookies. <laughs> like, <laughs> like 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 all these things. Like how's he doing now? Is he asked about me? <laughs> um, How'd you get my number? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, see your whales. No tip yet. I loved the music from this this episode too. That right. that the music, if you if you know if you haven't checked it out, the soundtrack's available. Um, there's a part part one for season two and a part two for season two. Um, but the Dark Troopers theme is so cool when it hits. It's like a little bit of dubstep with your uh, Star Wars. <laughs> And for an episode that en- ends so epically, like the music as it swells, like it really stands out when you watch it. Well, that's what, like I had said before, and that's what, that's what actually what I was going to talk about too, is that Chris, oh. did you notice that like, uh, no, like that's what uh, Chris, like, because uh, we were talking about how, you know, it echoes, if he's even listening, uh, it echoes Rogue One, but the very end there where, uh, you know, it's the whole baby Yoda saying goodbye and going with Luke. It's straight up ET, which I would think Chris yes. would be absolutely in love with because you're fully expecting that whole "I'll be right here" moment. You know, mm-hmm. you see them like with the in the yellow. I mean, the the well lit elevator. Like you're expecting that gate to come up at the end of ET. You know, and like because <laughs> yeah, like, that door just slides shut and it's like boom. Yeah, you know? like it it really does a good good job of that providing that ET. And maybe that's why I was like he'll be back. There's going to be a moment where like Mando's getting drunk and he's like all turnt and baby Yoda's like at the, you know, Jedi temple and he's like juggling like flames or something, you know, like (laughs) (laughs) I'm so grateful that you aren't a writer for this show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there are a couple things that I write, um, and that are the names of the patrons. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Before we before we get to that, we, we can Just we can discuss. Oh, okay. No, no, we can we can discuss a few more things yet. Um, there was well, there was a couple other Star Wars related items I wanted to mention yet. So actually, I was going to say if if you haven't yet, um, I highly recommend you do follow <clears throat> Hamill himself on Twitter. Um, he's been a a sideshow of himself with his uh, his outlook on all things that are happening today. But prior to the madness of this past week, he posted a picture of himself at a gas station called Tashi. Yeah, that's so oh great. Yeah. And he was holding yeah. power inverters, converters, and he's like, "I finally got them." <laughs> I was like, "That's fantastic!" Like he's such a no, nerd. I oh, I love it. Yeah, check it off my list. I, he, he's such a nerd still, and I, I, I love it. And in his Twitter feed is actually pretty amazing. Well, I mean, yeah. like, like the day, the morning of this episode, all he wrote on Twitter was, "Is there anything good on TV today?" <laughs> like, uh, yeah, or right. anyone watched anything good? It's like that, and it's like, oh, it's such a cool, you know, like mild spoiler. You know, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It it makes you wonder, like, did he did he look up Atashi Station? Or I'm did sure, he just I'm sure somebody probably told him, you know, or yeah, you know, like, hey, like, there's a thing called Tashi. You know, you've got to go at some point. Yeah. You know? Um, one thing I I had noticed. Oh, go ahead. And, and further inspection, that that picture is completely fake in all aspects. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Fair. Fair. Um, there was there was one thing I want to mention uh, um, regarding uh, the prequels. Um, so recently, you know, we were watching Phantom Menace again. My daughter like cannot give it a rest that the grass looks so fake. I'm <laughs> like, I'm like, come on, it's 20, 20 plus years now. Like it's it's old. Um, but she, she loves it because of, of Padme. I mean, like, like of the movies, like Padme has a very strong presence in Phantom Menace. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, cause like she's, well, yeah, you're right. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm, always, I'm always thinking of Queen Amidala who I'm like, oh, right. She does have some Padme stuff in there too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she has a lot of like, she has a lot more action as a character than she does in Revenge of the Sith. She can only cry and get her heart broken and die. That's, that's her. Pregnant, heartbroken, die. <laughs> um, anyway, we were watching it. Um, and, uh, you know, the end sequence is just so good. It's like yeah. that, that the the editing of it, you know, the timing of it, like uh, how it finishes up all of the, the action at the end. And then, and, of course, and then Duel of Fates is probably top three best. Oh, so good. Yeah. When, once that music hits, you know. Just like, yeah. So so Qui-Gon dies, right? Um, Obi-Wan does his cool flip, kills Darth Maul, and then he runs over and he's like, Master, and somehow Qui-Gon's still alive. Yeah, just been impaled all the way through. Yeah, and uh, my kids were like, how is he still alive? And I was like... Carterized the wound. Yeah, but I I never really kind of thought like, I mean, I always was kind of like somehow he's hanging on to life there, but if he was alive, don't you think he would have like helped helped us you know helped him out you know they didn't know force healing back then or does he does he have enough force healing that he comes over and he keeps his master alive that would have been cool oh i see oh i gotcha yeah yeah like does he does because obi-wan's a padawan still you know he hasn't taken the trials he's he says he's ready you know uh but he runs over and he and he kind of you know you know, it's like holds his master and maybe he's just holding on. He's giving him enough life force right in that moment that I know I'm retro writing this, but I'm but, just saying like, this is like, of all things, it's like, wait a minute, Darth Maul literally got cut in half and he still makes it. It's like, and you're, you know, like, yeah, like, quite oh, a, like, you know. one hole, I'm done. Oh, I'm good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, Darth Maul did have hatred to keep him alive. True. Qui-Gon was like all about the living force. So and and metal torso. <laughs> and metal torso. Anyway, just one of those. And also, is is it Padme that is the one that like legitimately is that Natalie Portman that's legitimately like in the Senate chambers that says, I vote for no confidence in you know, Chancellor Valorum. Like, or is that one of her handmaidens? Could have been. Could have been. So, anyway. This I, re- I read something not too long ago where Kira Knightley actually forgot what character she was in the movie. And you're like, are you serious? 
I think she. I thought she was meaning she can't remember which one she is because when you watch it, you can't. Like, was, yeah, because I think someone asked her and she's like, "Oh, it's Padme, right?" And then they're like, "No, you were." And she's like, "Oh, well, she was, I was 14. I don't even remember." <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's seriously hard to figure out which one they are on there. Like when oh, you watch it. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I was mean, back then. Though, I was like, "Oh, I was doing you." But yeah, I was obsessed with Natalie Portwin as a kid. So. Oh yeah, yeah we know. <laughs> Guys, did you ever think that Qui-Gon and Anakin's mom, like, maybe? Because he says, like, good morning to her in a way that's, like, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like the morning of the, he's like, good morning. You know, it's like, there's a lot in that good morning. Like, <laughs> just saying. She's been alone as a slave, you know? Like, you're not saying that he's going to give her a little force healing, you know? Okay, just took this show to strange yeah. ends here. You matted it. You just matted it right there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. oh, so we can continue yeah. this conversation on another show that we do, which is called The Ramble Cast After Dark, where we do get a lot more explicit and we could talk more about yes. um, her virtue. <laughs> yeah. <Hey>. I'm just <laughs> saying I always thought that there was a little something there. Like, you know, like hey, you know, like they, they just had this chemistry. So yeah, they do. Yeah. Quick little plug before we uh I've but the thing is I in, in my last 20 years of my life, never have I once heard someone go back in time to try and rewrite the script <laughs> of no of Phantom Menace uh to their own like daytime drama vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I did. I Matt's read them. I read. I wrote. I rewrote all three of them. Yeah, uh, he was trying to fix the first, them. The episode one though is close to the original, but like, yeah, I did write rewrite all three. But uh, quick you, plug for a book. Yes. So uh, Matt and I had discussed. He had, I think, had bought and uh, read the first one. There's yeah. a first one for the first Star Wars film called. Uh, from a certain point of view, the sequel to it from for Empire Strikes Back from a certain point of view has recently been come out in hardback. And these books are a collection of little short stories uh, from each scene in the movie, but they're from a minor character or even a character that you never saw at all on screen. Oh, that's rad. And mm -hmm. so the first story is about uh, a girl, a young uh, officer or, or just uh, Imperial who's in charge of all the probe droids that were being sent across the galaxy to hunt for the rebellion. And so it's nice just to hear some of these little things about her seeing, you know, through the eyes of the probe droids, seeing the, uh, the Hoth gener uh, shield generators and what she does with all this information. So it's a, uh, they're pretty good little books. That's pretty yeah. rad. Is, is it considered canon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's part of the new the new canon, and uh, it's 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 an anthology. So they're like forty. They're supposed to be forty short stories for forty years. Um, That's awesome. It's a, and uh, I I got it as a Christmas present, and um, you know, it's started reading some of the stories on my own, and then I started reading some of them to my kids. Um, and uh, some of the the stories, I'm not going to spoil spoil Nick because he's reading it as well. But you know, some of them are from the point of view of the Tauntaun or the Wampa, um, and uh, there's even one from the point of view of the uh, space slug that we see later on, uh, or the the Exogorth. Right. Uh, so, 
Um, it's rad, dude. So, uh, so there's two of them out now. So you have Star Wars, is it a New Hope, and then Empire? Yeah, a New yeah. Hope and Empire, yeah. Yeah. Right. And it, worth, worth the while if you're just looking for some short stories and, and something, you know, um, it was the one thing that I asked my wife for, for Christmas. I was like, she was asking me what I wanted, and I was like, I've, I've been really wanting this book, you know, and so... Um, and I'm I'm sure they're going to do one for Return of the Jedi, but it's very much in the same vein as like if you ever read Tales of Mos Eisley or Tales of Jabba's Palace. It's you know taking oh, a lot of audio these. Book too. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. The the audio book I just picked up recently was The High Republic. I knew that that was a book that I was not going to get a chance to read. Um, you know, just timing wise and and everything. I mean, I've been reading the other book, which is nice, but. Uh, uh, diving into the High Republic, it's I'm excited about it because it's covering a time period that that we know little about. Um, mm -hmm. They also released a, a comic book right. as well. Um, I'm not sure. I, I think they're two separate stories, from what I understand, but they 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 interconnect from from my like. I don't think this is a, a telling of the actual book, um, from what I can gather so far. So. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about uh, this this period, um, the High Republic, and I hope Appar to... apparently the writers uh, of the High Republic though were very mad uh, about the last episode of the Mandalorian because they did not know that Luke was going to be introduced, uh, and they were really hoping for like a, a big like excitement. Be there, MacGuffin. They thought, yeah, like they were going to get a lot of you know because it's a brand new thing, and so like oh, Luke. <laughs> they would have released it later if they'd have known it had been Luke because they're like, dude, they he stole all the thunder, like all the air went out of the room because it's like no one's talking about really the, the High Republic right now. It's like it's all about Luke. Yeah, I mean, I I just like that there's another time period though. Oh, me too. Yeah, you know, and to explore because I I you know I like just like Knights of the Old Republic or you know the the old Jedi and Sith stories from you know the dark dark horse you know era of of comics. So. Um, and, and the, you know, so I'm listening to the audio book, uh, as well. And, um, you know, see, see, I'll report back <laughs> and well, maybe, maybe yeah. both of those from a certain point of views on audiobooks. So I'll, I'm going to crack into those two for my commute. Cool. Great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can get them. You, you, yeah. They're all really short, so you can get them pretty, pretty good. And, and Chris, your only homework is to, to finish watching Rebels so we can Rebels. Yep. Um, I'm on it. And, uh, so my 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 break time at work video watching is now gonna shift over to rebels. The last <laughs> well, let us let us know because uh, you know now that there's no Star Wars TV uh, on right now, you know we'll probably be on somewhat of a audio hiatus unless we decide to fire up the old grill. And I'm sure that we're all going to be waiting with bated breath for the Bad Batch. Um, and I see that you guys are talking in the private chat. I'm not. He is. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> um, so, uh, private just to chat is meant to be private. You're not supposed to bring it onto the show. That's like <laughs> breaking down the third wall, fourth wall, whatever wall it is. Uh, nobody wants me to break down that wall. So, if you enjoy this show, and hey, who doesn't? Uh, help us out. Go over to iTunes, rate and review us. Um, give us give us a couple stars that would help us out. Uh, you can also you know uh, send us an email just like the other listener did. They were like, hey, 
that last episode sucked. We really want Nick and Matt and Chris back together. Uh, give us, give us what, what we can send it to the forces. Well done at gmail.com. Uh, you can also get some merch, uh, go over to jandjack.com. Uh, there is a link to our merch page there. There's some Owen and Baru's um, t-shirt and mug and yeah. yeah. Um, it's got a, a menu of all of the different uh, items that we have mentioned on the show. Uh, also, you can become a patron, help the show out. There's some patrons that make this show possible. I'd like to thank them at this moment. I tried to make them related to this episode. So see if you can find where your name fits in. Today we have Artac DTAC. You were kind of like an eye roll smile on that one. Yeah, it's good. I mean, but here's the thing is you traditionally you start off you, out of the gates, you crush. Okay. It's like the third one where you start really dropping off. So oh, I'm curious. Okay. Well, I okay, Artac DTAC, Eckhart Troopers with Rector Wrist Rockets. <laughs> Pure okay. best car ed. Pure Beskar Ed. Like okay, there's the third. No, okay. no, this is typically where you start to poop the bed. Midichlorian Count Maggie. Eh, mm. It's pretty high. The midichlorian count. It, Just, it, 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 so here's. I'll fix it. So you have a solid four. Okay. It's midichlorian Maggie. Midichlorian Maggie. Gotcha. All right. Leave the count out, out of it. Okay. Just the kid, Joanne. She's in it for just the kid. You know. Oh, gotcha. It was a. It was a line in the in the episode. And lastly, the one to save us all, one X-Wing, Greg. Thanks for doing what you do. Thanks for making this show more than just a skank and a scud pie. We'll be back. That wasn't bad. That That wasn't bad. bad. Thanks. I I really worked hard on that one. You get a B. You get a B. Okay. I'm working on a B. I I was aiming for a B. So it stands for Bounty Hunters and Boba Fett. All right. B plus. Thanks for joining us. Uh, this was a great show, kids. It's one in a million, more than a skank and a skip by. I'll never use that word again. <laughs> Thank you. I'm See retired. <laughs>